Then I saw a great white throne, and him who was seated on it. And from his presence, earth and sky fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. And the sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades gave up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one of them according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. This is the word of God. And the altar is open. <clears throat> it was about six years ago, for about three and a half years, I'd taken a big step of obedience to Jesus. I had four kids at the time, working two jobs, loving every minute of it. And I felt like the Lord said in my heart, heart of hearts, it's time to go, it's going to look different. So I set out, left my jobs, didn't have a job because God asked me to for three and three and a half years. And what I'm going to tell you in that time right now, I think that you need to hear. I think we need to hear this. I could be wrong. And at any point in time in this, if you need to come up and spend time with God, you do it. Don't wait on me. Okay? But I, I want to understand something. I stepped out in obedience and I started following Christ like many of you did last night or the last couple of days. Some of you have been doing it for a long time. But there's something that I need you to, to, to see here. Many of you right now are just feeling this weight and, this de and like this depression, this anxiousness. There's, there's things you can't even explain what you're feeling right now and since you've been here at camp. Some of you much longer than that. So here, I'm going to open up a little bit. And I want to tell you something real fast, okay? So when I stepped out, all I can tell you is something happened. And it's like it happened just like that. All of a sudden, it's like the darkness uh, that you know that you see outside when you can't see anything. It's like it filled my soul. I've been following Jesus for about 23 years now. And all of a sudden, it seemed like it's like it's almost like God removed his presence from my life. Now, I know it, it didn't happen. That's, that's not true. But it's what it felt like. And for seven days a week, 24 hours a day, for three, three and a half years, I had to live depending on this with no feeling for God, no feeling for anything. I started struggling with depression. I've never been depressed in my entire life. I started struggling with depression. I started doubting my salvation. I started comparing myself to other people, and that was a sin. I started grumbling and complaining about stuff. It like became my daily bread. I just, I just nitpicked about everything, and nothing. there was no praise on my lips. It was always complaining because of how I felt inside. I mean, I didn't want, had no desire to read my Bible, had no desire to pray, had no desire to serve God. I still did those things, but I didn't do it. It felt loveless. I felt like my heart was, my heart was cold and my heart was dead. I felt like, if I could say it this way, every arrow that Satan had was shot at me and nobody else, which is not true, for about three, three and a half years. Nonstop, all I could hear the chatter inside was, you're not good enough. You're not saved. You can't trust that. Look at you. You're a hypocrite. How dare you? You can't go tell people about Jesus. Look at you. You don't even know if you know him yourself. 
And I constantly heard those things over and over again, nonstop, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I heard all the lies you could possibly think about, some of the lies that you hear all the time. If I were to ask you what's the lie that runs in your mind over and over again, if you were to tell me, I'd probably say, yep, I've had that one too. And for three years, every day, I had to learn how not to live by my emotion but by the word of God. I remember sitting on the back of my porch. I remember crying at that time. I was just, you know, I was just tired. I couldn't help anymore. I was so discouraged, right? I was so discouraged because it's almost like everything in me was trying to get me to not believe in the God that I knew that I loved and that I believed in. I remember sitting on the back porch with tears in my eyes, and I can remember saying it this way. I said, Lord, I don't want to leave you, but I feel like there's no other choice. It was horrible. It was dark. It was saddening. It was discouraging. Everything in me wanted to quit. All I want to do is just stay in bed and not have to go obey and do anything else like that. It was hard. It wasn't easy. No wonder Paul said in Acts 14, he said, you want to strengthen the disciples, you want to encourage them and have to continue on, then you need to tell them that in order to get home, in order to, get, in order to go home, in order to get to heaven, in order to get to God, in order to make it to the very end, you are going to have to face tr- trials, struggles, and difficulty in your walk with Christ. That's meant to be encouraging to us. And all I can tell you is that there are many of us in this room who feel heavy, There's many of us in this room who are complaining. There's many of us in this room that are struggling with sin because sometimes that's there. There's many of us in this room that are struggling with doubt. There's many of us in this room that are struggling with what I call spiritual depression. There's many of us in this room that you feel dark and you don't even, inside, and you don't even know what to do with it. There's some of you in this room that think that your life doesn't matter and that's all that you hear. If I were to ask you right now, what are some of the names that you call yourself when you're frustrated and angry, like that you really begin to believe that you hear, like, for me, it'd be like, you're an idiot, you're a moron, you're stupid, like, stuff like, you're a loser, you're, right? What are some of those things that you hear in your mind, if, if you're honest? Shout some of them out loud. That you hear in your darkest moment, in your toughest days, what do you hear over and over again in your mind? Huh? You're lonely. Yeah, I don't know if I care about you, right? You're forgotten. Go give me another one. Give me, give me one. Give me a harsh one. Come on, give me another one. Useless. Now we're talking. Useless. Who? You ruin everything. You're a hypocrite. You're crazy. You're not worth it. You're a loser. What else? You don't belong. You're a sinner. I good, you can't have what you want. You mean nothing. What else? Hold on. Yeah, your life doesn't matter. What else? You're the problem. <laughs> you know how many times I thought that during those three years? And don't get me wrong, it wasn't just then. There's residue now, too. Don't get me wrong. You're the problem. If you would just take yourself out of the equation, whatever that looks like, whether it be by death or by leaving, you're the problem. It'd fix itself. Go ahead. What else? Failure. Big one there. What else? Now, here's what I want you to do. You ready? I'll see if you'll do it. You might do it. I don't know. I want you to look at me right now. Whatever it is for you, and you know what it is, right? You know what it is. Because even the best of believers and, and, and those that are new to the faith know exactly what I'm talking about. You've been walking with God for a long time. You know what I'm talking about. 
If you're new to it, you know what I'm talking about. You got your word? Everybody got your word that you, that you right here? All right, now you ready? Here we go. Ready? Here. I want you with confidence like you believe it. I want you to yell it and scream it at me and say, Paul, you are, and you fill in the blank with your word. You ready? Some of y'all are getting too excited about that. Don't do that. No. You ready? Here we go. I'm serious. I want you to tell me, Paul, you're a loser. Paul, you're a failure. Paul, you're the problem. Paul, I want you to do it. You ready? Y'all good? You ready? Okay. I want you to do it. Anybody feel weird about this? Okay, good. I was hoping there's a few more than that. <laughs> All right, you ready? Here we go. On the count of three, I want you to say it to me out loud. I'm not joking. You ready? Tell me all those things real fast. You ready? Here we go. On the count of three, Paul, you are. Put it in. One, two. <laughs> that, hey, you, was, you were shooting too quick there, okay? All right, so here we go. On the count of three, you ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Hey, I appreciate that. Because here's the thing. doesn't bother me. Because I know what those things are like. I've had to deal with that. I know exactly what that, what that language is. Now, here's the thing. Would you legitimately call me that and believe, and believe that and be okay with that, yes or no? Yes or no? No. Then why in the world are you believing and calling yourself those things? It's a sin. It's a sin. Because you're looking at yourself. I'm looking at myself, and I am calling myself opposite of what God says. It's a sin. And it needs to be repented of. Because every one of us in here are believing the lie instead of the truth. So here's the thing. We live like it's a time of peace. But, y'all, it's a time of war. And every one of those things, I need you to understand, does God call you that? He calls you a sinner because he loves you. But then he calls you forgiven, free, what Britton talked about this morning. He calls you adopted. you, You fill in the blank. But so many of us are listening to the lies of the enemy because they're not from God. And it is high time that we stand our ground in Jesus' name. Because here's here's what I'm going to tell you. You ready? I need you. I need you to pray for me. I need you to speak truth over God's truth over me. You need each other to speak truth to one another. You need somebody to go, man, I feel like I'm a loser right now. And somebody else needs to come in and either pray, praise, or speak truth over that person. Somebody else might think, dude, I'm so depressed right now, and I don't even know why. Somebody else needs to pray, praise, and encourage that person in the faith. Somebody else goes, man, I am really struggling with sin right now. Like, y'all, I'm not even joking. Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm struggling with. This is what I'm having. Because why? We live like we are alone on an island. And Jesus has given us a gift of his word and one another. And we're not using it or we don't know how. Right? If I'm going to ask you right now, how many of y'all internally, how many of y'all are struggling with something right now, whether something I've mentioned or just something mentally, something spiritually, something physical, you name it. How many of y'all are struggling in your, in your walk with Christ, in your faith. I don't mean like how many of y'all are like not saying, that's not what I asked. How many of y'all walking through something and you'd be honest about it right now? Since you've been at this camp even, how many? Raise your hand. All right, good. I want you to look around. I'm serious. I want you to look around. I want you to look around. You know what? You're not alone. But since you've been here, you're living like you're alone. And you're bearing that attack and that weight, and what it's doing is it's sinking us down. 
And Jesus didn't come for that. He came to set us free. He came to help us. He came to be God in our lives. And he came to give us one another so that we can help each other too. And one of the greatest things in my life that I've learned is I realized for the longest time I thought I was alone and I had to bear it myself. And what it did is it produced bitterness, frustration, grumbling, complaining, and I look at myself instead of a look at God. And what we need is a fresh look up at God. It doesn't matter if you're an adult, a leader. It doesn't matter if you're a student or a child. It doesn't matter if you're in vocational ministry or you have no idea what that means. It makes no difference. But I'm here to tell you it's time to go to war because it ain't a time of peace. You have peace with God in Christ, but it is an all-out war. And you ready? Y'all getting y'all's butts whooped. I got my butt whooped. You ready? I was wrong. I was wrong. Since I've been at this camp, I confess. I have felt depressed, and it has nothing to do with the camp, has nothing to do with anything, has nothing to do with Indian Springs. None of that is the problem. I have been depressed, and I have struggled since I've been here, and I'm confessing that to you. I don't know if the guy up here is supposed to do that, could care less. But the reason I'm doing that is because I need you and because I think a lot of you in here are struggling with very similar things. Some of y'all is letting sin kick your tail. And Jesus is going, I'm right here. And you got an army behind you. you got a family to go to. Some of y'all think, man, I never have no family. My family don't even know Jesus. But you got one here. It's time to make use of it. I love you. I'm not mad at you. I'm not frustrated with you. My heart goes out to you. But I am so sick and tired of believers letting the enemy, letting sin, letting you fill in the blank emotion kick our tails when we have a God who is right here, who is present, and we have a growing family of believers who says, I got your back. Now, we can continue on. You think, no, no, man, last night was great. Like, last night was awesome. Yes, it was. But guess what? Today is today. Tomorrow, yesterday, hey, look at me. Yesterday, remember it. Remember what God did there so you trust him today. But yesterday, gone. It ain't here no more. It ain't here no more. It's gone. And guess what? When you get back, Indian Springs ain't going to be here for you when you get back either. It's gone. You can remember it. you got a, you got a growing family here. It's awesome. You always remember what God did in this place, on this hallowed ground. But it ain't going to be there when you get back. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Christ will. His church will. So if you want to fight a spiritual battle... And you got, to, you got to armor up. We can continue to live as babies who need the milk in God's forever nursery. Or you can armor up and be in God's army. Because one way or the other, you end the war. And it's time. It's time. I'm not mad at you. I love you. And I see it. I sense it, I feel it, and I just ain't going to ignore it anymore. So with the emotion taken out of it, because here's the problem. So many of us want the, want the feeling of God as opposed to the reality of God. So here's what I want to I ask. No frill, no nothing. How many of y'all feel heavy and weighted and feeling like you're getting your tail kicked today? How many of y'all want to stay that way? Okay. 
How many of y'all ready to get out of that? Okay. All right. So here we go. You ready? Here's a couple weapons. You got it? Number one is prayer and praise. Meaning, what happened last night, did y'all notice for some of y'all in there last night, that praise, what was you doing? You was looking up. I mean, it was good because you were making much of God. And he was like, man, I'm right here. I'm inhabiting your praises. And like daddy was home. You know what I'm saying? It was good. That's one way. We'll do that later on if you want. I don't care. But here's another one I don't think we, 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 we use very often besides the word of God. We do not make use of our brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm not telling you to depend on them. Because, look, I might be alone on an island somewhere. Sometimes that happens, but Jesus will always be there. He's always here. He's here, but it's his means. So here we go. If I need some help today, if I'm feeling it, I'm going to be honest with somebody, and I'm going to need somebody to pray over me and speak God's, God's truth over me now. So if that's you, how many of y'all need some help? How many of y'all need somebody to say, man, I'm struggling? You might not even know what it is. I had a bunch of y'all raise your hands a minute ago. All right? So here's the thing. Everybody look around. Raise your hands again. We just talked about y'all, about 30 people a minute ago. Raise your hand. You're heavy. You feel something. You feel kind of dark. You don't even know why. You're feeling like a little war going on in you. Here it is. Everybody look around. Everybody look around. If your hand's not up, you have a phenomenal responsibility because either you've been through this or you will go through this, and God's taught you something, and you can be there for your brothers and sisters. I want you to look around. Raise your hands up real high again. I know I'm not trying to embarrass you. Look at it. Look around. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with you. Ain't nothing wrong with you, but you're honest, and I appreciate that. I appreciate it a lot. All right, keep your hand up. Brothers and sisters, look around. Y'all ready to gather around right where you are? Hey, if you want to share with them, share with them. If you don't, then just pray over them. Speak a scripture that comes to your mind. Speak something that's helped you over them, but let God do his thing. Look, the hands are raised. Raise your hands up real high, real high. Ain't no frill. I try to tell you, ain't no motion in this. I try to tell you, ain't no motion. You got your hand up. Everybody look around. Leaders, you got it too if you need it. I, look, I ain't ashamed. <laughs> Here we go. You ready? Everybody that's around those that, that has hands up, I want you to take some time to go over there. Spend some time with those people, your brothers and sisters, and pray over them. Speak the word if you got it. Listen to them, whatever it takes. But I'm going to give us some time to take our time and be there for our brothers and sisters in Christ. You got it? Okay. All right. You all ready? Find the people. Hands up. I know last time. I'm sorry, guys. Last time. Find out. Gather around. I don't care what it looks like in the pew. If you take people over there, go over there. Gather around. We want the reality of God more than simply just the emotion and the feeling of God. Anybody can go do it. Keep those hands raised so we can see. Got a hand over here. Got a brother over here. Take your time. Be honest. Be honest. All right, so I want you to know that this is, this is good. This is great. This is kingdom, the kingdom of God. But here's the thing. When you go back later on the night, when you go back to your home, I need you to hear this pretty clearly. Following Jesus, loving Jesus is a choice. It's not a feeling. And you may hear that all the time, but when those emotions are getting hit by the enemy, by culture, by other voices, by your flesh, by your your surroundings, you fill in the blank. There's something that we can come back to. You know what, why you enjoy camp so much is not only is it because God's here, he's with you too when you go back to your room. 
but you listen to his voice, you stand on the word of God, and you obey him. What you did tonight was obedience. Some of y'all didn't feel like raising your hand and being honest. Some of y'all might not have felt like going and praying with each other, but you made a choice based off of truth. And right now, one of the things that we do is even we don't feel great, maybe we do, but we make a choice to lift our eyes and praise God, just you and him, no matter what. Because when you go back home, this won't necessarily be here. These same people won't necessarily be here, but Jesus will. And we're learning to say, I'm going to choose to worship you, praise you, trust you, no matter what. When I first dated my wife, I had these butterfly feelings, and it was so awesome. But I'm going to tell you, 20 years later, I, I don't have those feelings in the same way. I still get them sometimes, but it's not the norm. If I asked my wife to make me feel those, that butterfly feelings, you know, make me feel something all the time, it'd be very selfish and very shallow in our marriage. You can stay shallow with Christ and ask him to make you feel stuff all the time or expect him to make you feel something as if that were him only. Because the enemy can make you tingle. The food you ate today can make you tingle. But if you want to go deep, then he very well might remove the sense of, who, of his presence or remove your emotions sometimes in order for you to choose to love him and praise him and follow him no matter what. That is biblical love. So right now, we're just going to take a moment just to personally lift our eyes up. It doesn't matter if you feel it. Maybe you do. But it's about him. It's about standing on who he is. It's about praising him and lifting our eyes up in this moment. Because that's love. That's love. So, Lord, we thank you for time together. We thank you for your word. Thank you for who you are. And we thank you right now that we're just going to spend time with you looking up. Some of us feel it feels great. Others, no different at all. But it doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change the truth of you. So, Lord, if we ask you to take us deeper, then we need to be okay with your ways of taking us deeper. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's turn our eyes upward. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercies never fail me. And all my days I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head I will sing The goodness of God Cause all my life you have been faithful Cause all my so, so good With every breath that I may more I will sing Of the goodness of God And I love your voice and You have led me through the fire And darkest nights Close like no other 
known you as a father I've known you as a friend And I will sing the goodness of God Cause all my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I may is running it's a great day when we can view everything through the eyes of the cross when we can view our pain we can view our darkness we can view our sin we can view our suffering we can view our obedience we can view all of life through the cross why? because that's the greatest suffering that anyone has ever gone through and it's called love when we begin to see things from God's perspective about the things that he allows or puts in our life or things that happen in our life or things we walk through when we begin to view them through the eyes of love and wisdom, everything changes. Jesus wants you to know that you can trust him. That you can trust him. So Lord, we thank you. We love you. We trust you. Think about when you were on the cross and you said, my God, my God, why have you turned your back on me? 
in the very next breath, as you were giving up your life and dying, you said, but, but Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. I trust you. So, Lord, we trust you. In our darkest times, and our hardest times, we trust you when the enemy attacks. We trust you when our family has not been the way that we thought it would or we've been hurt horrifically. We trust you when we've sinned and messed up. We trust you when it feels like you're far away and we, our emotions are out of whack. We trust you because you are trustworthy and you understand. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said,